Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at La 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 Inner Wealth Podcast La 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 Inner Wealth Podcast La 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 Inner Wealth Podcast You know what day it is Inner Wealth Podcast Meditate and give So manifest the greater this And things all good Cause I say it is Investing in inner wealth Real generational wealth Is mental health It's an inside game No toxicity Let's talk and more listening Ladies and gentlemen, and now introducing David McCullough, founder of Inception, the first mental health gym. Inner Wealth Podcast. Inner Wealth Podcast. Inner Wealth Podcast. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Inner Wealth Podcast. I got a special guest in the building. I got Leonard from Elevated Yogi in the building. What up, though? Peace, peace, peace. Grateful to be present with you. It's one of my favorite subjects, inner wealth. It's the main subject of your life, though. It's the main subject of everybody's life. Of everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Because that outer wealth, it's nothing if you don't have the inner wealth. You think that facade is starting to drop with people too focused on the outward things and starting to turn inward? Do you see that starting to happen? For sure. Definitely. But I don't know if I see it just because I'm focused inward mm. and because I see all this the full reflection of me but um, it's definitely a process everybody has to do it eventually because that's to where everything is like the external world is a reflection of your internal world so mm. you're going to get tired trying to just change the external world and change the external world eventually you're going to lose too much energy if you're not going within so yeah it, it, people are trying to um change the inner world by using external means. Um, I think it's a, it's a lot of uh, getting to the root of issues or uh, the way to go. So where'd you grow up at, man? I grew up in Detroit. Where at? Uh, downtown area, east side. Where'd you go to school? Uh, I went to Cass and I went to King. Oh, you went to Cass? Would you graduate yeah. from King? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so from the D, that's cool. So sure. you know, when I when I came to your facility some years ago, it was the it was it was pretty revolutionary for me to mm-hmm. see that because this is a time too we're talking about where um, cannabis is not legal, right? Uh, but you somehow were able to get a get a studio that doing yoga, but also infused it with cannabis. Like, what what where did that start? Um, well, it started off, I was doing the caregiver thing for a while and, uh, just growing my own little 12 plants, sharing with friends. And I was just creating a gathering to share my, um, share my stuff with my friends. So I started off doing 420 friendly yoga and Mm. it was, uh, then I ended up getting more into the yoga and less into the cannabis, but it still was a cool way to bring my friends into yoga. Because once I realized the benefits of yoga, um, I like, yo, tell my friends, yo, come do yoga, come practice. But they would never really come. It's like yoga, 
I don't need yoga. It's other stuff I could be doing. Like, mm. I'm busy out here. Right. <laughs> right. So, like, when you tell them it's 420 friendly and they could smoke, it's so much easier for me to get, like, my friends at the time to come and practice. So I started using that as a lure to bring people into yoga. Mm. So what did you see when you um when you did infuse the cannabis and you started working with people? What What did you see with it in conjunction with yoga and what did you see with yoga by itself and how they how they how they uh look well with yoga by itself it might be a little some people aren't normally in a state of just being relaxed so if you come to a yoga class it might take a little bit longer for them to finally they might not fully relax to the end of the class. Mm. But if we smoke before and just get them, like, nice and relaxed and mm. they're more on, on a peaceful, relaxed vibration, then you just understand the concepts of yoga so much more. Because mm-hmm. yoga's about where your attention goes, your energy goes. Right. It's simply that yoga's not about being physically flexible. The only reason you stretch in yoga is to take your attention away from the external world and to focus your attention towards the internal world. Mm. And when you're stretching and breathing, you're not thinking about work. You're not thinking about all this stuff that's going on, what's happening over here, what happened yesterday, what's happening tomorrow. It's so many mental conversations. Like, on a typical human mind, you're constantly sending your thoughts towards the world outside of you. Mm-hmm. So the reason you stretch in yoga is to take your attention away from the world outside of you and to bring that attention within and where your attention goes, your energy goes. So just by doing that, you feel more refreshed, more recharged. You have better thoughts. You have better ideas. You, your immune system works better. Mm-hmm. You just in a more peaceful state of mind. Yeah. And you're not so reactive to everything that happens. Like you could say, like I'm gonna choose what I re- what I more proactive really, not even. Just everything you see on TV, you feel like you got to react to it. I got to react to that you more so realize your ideal mood and just more capable of dwelling in that ideal space. Yeah, and I think that's very important because I, I did see a, a meme, I think a couple of days ago with 50 Cent, where he was saying that um, you learn how to master success when you learn how to master attention. Exactly. And a lot of us, we don't realize that. Look at the words that we use, like this pay attention exactly right like, we don't we don't pay attention to pay attention there's a cost to everything you put your attention on everything everything and so when it, when that whole the thing happened recently with uh will and and chris rock and people were messaging me and i was like i don't even want to pay attention to it and it's not because I'm better than or whatever. It's just I didn't want to pay my attention to it because I didn't feel like any value was going to come from it. Because the truth is, I'm, I I do the work with people who are dealing with trauma. All that was was more of another trauma response. And the world just is viewing this trauma response in real time on both ends. Right. One person goes into fight or flight. The other person goes into freeze. And then everybody wants to have this conversation about their reactive exactly. nature and don't understand the reactive nature. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. Where your attention goes, your energy goes. That keeps popping up over and over again. Mm-hmm. Like, instead of focusing on that, I could think about, like, where, I, where do I, I want to plan a yoga retreat to serve my friends and to just help help the people around me? 
it's not really giving me too much. To focus my attention on that is, it just wastes my energy. It is it's a not waste like of it's not in alignment with my vision or what I'm summoning to reality or what I'm sharing with others. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's good to talk about it just because it has people's attention, so you could just put some mindfulness with it, mm-hmm. and uh, that's where, I don't know helps relate to a couple people. You could use it right in a lot of inner wealth ways as well, but right. as a tool, so. How have you seen doing the the cannabis and yoga and just all the practices that that you do? How have you seen that raise your ability to manifest and create the things that you want in your life? I mean, that's the main thing because where your attention goes, your energy goes. So our thoughts, I feel like, are like seeds. Mm-hmm. And whenever we have a thought, if we have a thought that feels good, then you want to water that thought with your attention. So mm-hmm. before practicing yoga, like, you would have a thought, you would think about something, and then there's so many other thoughts going on that you don't realize um, just how often your mind goes from one place to another place to what I want to eat, what's happening tomorrow, what's this person doing over there. When your thoughts are going to all these different places, it's so much diff- more difficult to manifest something. Mm-hmm. Than if you constantly sending your thoughts in one direction, right? Because and yoga helps me send my thoughts in one direction and not just all over the place and getting sidetracked and thrown off. And the more I practice yoga, the more I'm able to focus on one thought and just bring it to reality so much faster. Mm. So it's very key in my process of manifestation because imagining creates reality, like. Mm-hmm. That's one of our Say greatest imagining creates reality. Yeah. And our greatest gift, like the greatest gift of mankind is an imagination. Mm-hmm. Like money is nothing like if you don't got no imagination. Like a lot we, of people We created money out of imagination. <laughs> yeah. Everything. Everything Every- that's in this room, these chairs, this table, this flute. It first started in imagination then it was brought to reality by attention mm-hmm. where your attention goes your energy goes so yeah imagination plus willpower is one of my greatest when just bringing things to reality that's one of the greatest uh tools because people don't understand that with the imagination yeah you said imagination and willpower you brought them two together because For sure most most people that they can imagine but maybe don't have the drive to be consistent towards exactly you know if you're growing food you have to can be consistent with the growing or you won't have a harvest it's not exactly. well I, just because i planted them now everything is just going to work the way i want it to work um what are your thoughts on on You've gone through the transition from seeing marijuana illegal, now you see it legal, and now you see, like, hydro spots on 8 Mile, right? (laughs) What are your thoughts on the mass adoption of marijuana now? On a mass, I mean, the the more the merrier. Mm. Uh, It's all good. Everything that happened, I feel like, is an opportunity, Mm -hmm. so... Um, more people interested in 420 yoga for sure. Um, and just as far as cannabis is, it's plant medicine. Mm-hmm. So I feel like plant medicine becoming more common in any form is always good because yeah. it's less people that feel like 
you got less of the uh, people speaking down about it, saying it's bad, it's that, more facts coming out about how, like, cannabis really could help you. Yeah. It could help you maybe put some of the medications down. Mm-hmm. And... Cannabis helps people relax and take we got, a, some. we got a bunch of black men in jail for giving people plants that help them relax. Yeah. I, yeah Do you really I guess, think about it? Yes, for, for sure. Yeah, it's wild. And you got people just selling stuff way more harmful over the counter. And and you do you do have people who are in the industry as well. That's that that because um, not every grower is a attuned grower or intuned grower. It's all a practice, for sure. You know, and um, my girl grows. Okay. And I had some of her marijuana, and I would start, I noticed, not just from me, because she was explaining how other people, their reactions to what she had grew. Right. I said, that's because you grew them. Your energy is all in that plant. This is you true. You know, these plants take on the energy. They're alive, um, definitely. And, yeah, and and some of the some of the some of the things that the plants do is just is just amazing to me. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know that um, that most the the plants are fem- feminine. They're female. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that male plants they don't smoke well. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. They actually killed the male plant because <laughs> the male plant can turn. All the other plants, yeah, male, yeah, 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 get a whole bunch of seeds and whatnot. It's 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 wild, bro. For about sure. about growing, and she comes and she tells me these things. I'm just amazed by it, and it just, um, you know, again, those those plants, those are living entities. They they feel emotion, mm-hmm. like um, they get stressed out. They can be overfed, you know. All these things is just. That's humanity, right? For sure. We're overfed and undernourished at the same time. What do you think about that? Well, we were well nourished and we got the perfect amount of food. Well, <laughs> well as we we, who is we? But collectively. Collectively? Um, we got all we need. Yeah, I know. The problem is we, we have all we need and, and we still need more. It's just realizing that because, I mean... Humanity has everything that they need. Like, mm. I look outside, I could see like a cardinal flying around. Like, a cardinal got this little small brain, but it still manages to find shelter, feed his family, uh, and live a uh, life and come out and sing. Like, you got the squirrels, you got all of these animals that got so much less intelligence, and they still demonstrate that they have all that they need. Mm. And when we get to the human form, People get so smart that they don't realize they have all that they need. They think, I need more. Like, people always mm-hmm. want more and more and more. And once I get this, I need something else. Mm-hmm. And even when they, like, you get this desire, then you become a servant to your desire. Once you get that desire, it's a whole new desire. And a new desire, once you get that, it's something new. And it's like a string of constantly chasing desire. Yeah. So that's another thing yoga's about is. Being free from desire. Why pay more for a separate CoQ10 supplement? Enjoy twice the benefits with Superbeats Heart Choose Advanced from the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended beet brand for heart health support. The new Superbeats Heart Choose Advanced by Human is now infused with CoQ10. That's essentially like getting CoQ10 for free. 
Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 ingredients support nitric oxide production, healthy blood pressure, healthy CoQ10 levels, and heart-healthy energy with two tasty chews a day. Plus, Super Beets Heart Chews Advance are plant-based, so you get heart-healthy energy without stimulants. For a limited time, get a free 30-day supply of Super Beats Heart Chews on all bundles and 15% off your first order by going to RadioBeats.com and using promo code DEAL. That's RadioBeats.com, code DEAL. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sound like I don't got to keep chasing stuff. Yeah. I could sit still and I could attract it just by living in my truth. Growing up, did you did you feel that? What you just talked about? Did you feel that slow downness and that peace? Or did you have to get to there, to that place? It's a practice for sure. Like growing up, just the way like people are raised, you like based off productivity, you think you need to be productive, you need to go out and do this, you need to go out and and just do all this stuff, use all this energy. And you don't realize that just by sitting still and I could sit still and just focus on the feeling of joy. Mm-hmm. And it will attract an idea that will save me from spending so much energy. Like, just by realizing I can create a feeling with my imagination. And everybody listening can do it. Take a, take a seat and put your imagination to the test. Like, put it through extreme tests. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to feel joy, sit down and focus on joy for 20 minutes and just really feel it and really experience it. And, like... Use your imagination just to caress that feeling with the inside of your body instead of sending your mind outwards all the time. Mm-hmm. And that will attract the ideal. It will attract people. People think you got to go and look for stuff, but you don't got to go and look for nothing. You could attract it all to you just by feeling the way you want to feel. Right. And your awareness is just completely different when you're um, going within and working with the inner wealth. You're aware of a whole different world, like, yeah, I might not even be living in the same world as somebody else because their awareness is somewhere different and we well, see completely different things. And yoga mm. enhances that awareness so you're able to see more opportunities. You're able to see, like, this person not here to harm me. This person here to teach me something. Mm. And I don't have no enemies. All All is divine. Everybody is my friend. So yoga helps really realize that. Because mm. growing up, you might think, oh, I got enemies. This is my enemy next door. This is my enemy. Anything outside of you, you might think something is your enemy. But really, all is one. So everything's here to to teach you something. Like, Super Mario got a love Bowser because that create the whole story. Before yoga, I used to think, like, the villains were bad. The villains were here to just take something away or they were against me. But when you just realize the villain is serving your story and helping you reach your highest self, like whatever you feel a problem is, that's an opportunity to live in your live in your purpose. It's an opportunity to flex your muscle. It's opportunity to flex your muscle. Super Mario needs Bowser, like, mm-hmm. or it's no video game. 
Right. So yoga helps, like, just... You get caught up in being the main character in your life. And once you realize that you also the author and you don't have to just be the main character all the time, you could create the story. That's that's pretty much what um, mm. the value of yoga has been in my life. I am the author. Yeah. And during the pandemic, I got pretty slowed down because I was, we were talking off air. I had to take five months off. And that's when I really got more into cannabis. Before mm-hmm. I was just, I was taking RSO. I was taking Rick Simpson oil a lot. Okay. Uh, I wasn't really doing flour much. Um, but during during the, the pandemic, I had opportunity to slow down. And then when you take, when you're slowing down from your day to day, right? Mm-hmm. And then you do something like uh, marijuana. Like, again, I was doing Rick Simpson oil and and the flour. And I got so slowed down. I would just literally, I would be excited about just sitting there and staring at the wall. Yes. But I was never staring at the wall. I was internally, like, picking up so much information. Yeah. And I I got to a place where I was like, yeah, I want to read books right now. Because I felt like, why do I need to read a book if I'm tapping in straight and I'm downloading, right? So I started whiteboarding things. Mm -hmm. And I started whiteboarding things, and then I go back now and I'm, I'm doing a lot of my research on YouTube, look, listening to things, and I'm hearing people talk. And I'm like, I wrote that on my whiteboard, and I never read it from a book. Because where did I get it from? I, yeah. got, it, I got it from me inside. Where did they get it we, from? We all, no thought is original, right? Yeah, Energy yes. can have be created, destroyed, only transformed, or transferred. It's all the same stuff. Yes. We're all heroes and villains to somebody. Mm-hmm. Somebody is as peaceful as you are. Somebody can see you as a villain. Exactly. And we all are you can a do villain in somebody's life, but I, I'm gonna be the best villain because I'm playing my role, living in my truth, and I'm, mm. I'm gonna be the villain that you need. Like, mm. and I'm cool with my role Me as too. a hero and my role as a villain. I don't want to. I don't have to please everybody and. Mm. The way that they want me to please them, like I'm working in a in a divine type of way and just moving in my truth, and I'm I got confidence in how I move. So, mm. see, so you caught you caught that saying, and I caught I picked up the same thing. I said, I'm a hero and I'm a villain, and I'm yeah, okay with my villainous ways. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> like, again, yeah. like you said, that spark and how that person perceives it, whatever. But that probably that rejection from that. Because that's really typically what it's about a lot of times is if people feel rejected by you. And yes. and really, that's what you needed to maybe go down further and heal something that you didn't look at. Exactly. Know? And then and then when you do heal from that, you look back. Because I, I go back and I look back at these people who I thought were villains. And I'm like, all this love and appreciation for that experience starts yes. to surface. And I'm like, you know, man, that wasn't that really that big of a deal, first of all. It elevates you to who you are right now. Yo, they give you motivation. They give you purpose. They give it's energy. Like, And sometimes you might be at your job and think that somebody at your job is your villain. You might think your boss is your villain. But at the same time, you got a dream of opening up your own business and... Really, like, he being a villain to get you out of there into a whole new environment. Mm-hmm. Like, if you in an environment that's not for your soul, villains going to pop up everywhere because they trying to show you to go to some, somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Like, they not your enemy. They telling you to go to this different environment. They telling you this job is not for you. They telling you to 
switch up something because we got the ability to choose our environment, our thoughts, the people around us. We got mm-hmm. choice. Mm-hmm. So if you send all these villains, they just indicators to to move a little bit different, to switch your environment or to make a change internally within yourself. Or give you that contrast. Exactly. Give you that contrast. Like, because most people don't have the. Well, they do have the contrast. They just not aware. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. what that is. It's like yeah. that, you need that. Like that's what got me on my journey was, I was into the whole spiritual world from Christianity, self help you know, personal training, but it wasn't until I started having manifestations of emotional distress within my body that now I got a lot of contrast that I need to work on something, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, that took me down that rabbit hole to start to work on that. But if that didn't happen, there would be no inception, mm-hmm. you know? And there would be no wisdom to the level that I know it. So one thing I read online today was that a lot of people specifically... Uh, generations coming up because they they look at IG and they think of everything comes very fast. And it's like, no, I think it was Sadhguru who was talking about it. He said... Yeah, I like Sadhguru. He was saying that, um, yeah, with everything, anything that you want, you have to pay a price for it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's just the laws of the universe. It's a give and, ex- give and take, you know. Mm-hmm. You, have to, you have to complete a circle. You have to add value. For sure. You know, and oftentimes I think we get stuck where we, we just, we want what we want, but we don't want to move towards it. The yeah. moving towards it is the part that, that's the difficult part, exactly. right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I was just reading something the other day. It said, like, people really want freedom, but they in love with their chains. Like, mm. you can't be in love with the chains if you want to be free. And the art people desires are they chains. Like, I really desire this and desire that. And that's what's keeping your imagination wherever it's going like your imagination is just gonna serve your desire whatever you desire so mm. just aligning your desires with your highest self has been a key in my process my growth process let's go back to this marijuana question oh yeah Questions, marijuana cause, question because because now this is the first time i'm really talking about it publicly on my show yeah so um and what do you think about overconsumption? Hmm. You got to build your relationship with with cannabis and know, like, one of the main things you got to know is how you want to feel with everything. Like, what's your ideal feeling? What feeling are you searching for? Mm -hmm. Do you want to feel peace? Do you want to feel loved? What exactly do you want? And knowing what's ideal to you. And if smoking cannabis gets to a point where it's taking you out of being able to feel that way, then it's overconsumption. Mm-hmm. It's not like about how much cannabis you smoke or because it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. But you really got to know how you want to feel. And as, is this cannabis helping me feel that way or is it not helping me feel that way? And that's how I see overconsumption or whatever. Is is it taking you out of how you want to feel mm-hmm. or are you using it to feel ideal? Or are you using it to escape how you feel or escape how you feel too exactly because cannabis is not something you don't want to depend on cannabis Mm -hmm. at this point i it don't matter if i smoke cannabis or not but cannabis serves my cannabis serves me Mm -hmm. cannabis brings people into the practice of yoga cannabis allows me to speak on a peaceful vibration of people and they understand it more because they more relaxed and 
try yoga for the first time, but mm-hmm. you should be able to reach your highest self without anything. You don't need no cannabis. You don't need no mushrooms. You don't need this. You don't need that. Everything you need is within. Mm-hmm. So these are all like I like how you said that. I said cannabis, and you said it very emphatically. Cannabis serves me. Yeah, it serves me. Yeah. I don't. I don't serve cannabis. I don't mm-hmm. like. Oh, I need some cannabis so I could relax. It's not. Mm-hmm. I mean. If you starting off on your training wheels, it's cool just to start to understand some of these mindfulness things. But you you don't need to be attached. It's about attachment versus non-attachment. Mm. If I have an attachment to cannabis, then that that's when it becomes a overconsumption. If I become attached to it and I think I need it to feel this way or to do this or to do that, mm-hmm. that's more of an overconsumption as well. And just non-attachment is a divine characteristic. So. Really realizing you have all you need within. Yeah. And, um, if you're using it with non-attachment, then it's fine. But if you're using it with attachment to it, then I see that as overconsumption. And you can do overconsumption with anything. With anything. Yeah, like I mean, You can drown anything. off water, right? Yeah, off <laughs> water, whatever, yeah, for sure. You know, so these, and I, I'm asking specifically because I want to begin to educate people. Like, okay, if you if you understand marijuana, yes, it's becoming legal, but don't. Don't become make that the new alcohol. Yeah, because those sure. are two different. Those are two different purposes. If you understand the resource, mm-hmm. so if you talk about cannabis as being, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a sacred medicine. It's mm-hmm. a plant based medicine. It's not. Yes. Um, it's not a. It's not a party tool. But people, you use it however you want to use it. But it's like having a piano. Some people can play. Uh, you know. Well, some people can't, mm-hmm. but that's not the term that if you playing well or not is not dependent upon the piano. It's dependent upon the user, right? Yeah. So you know, you saw Michael Phelps was winning Olympics with he talking about you know he smoked marijuana and things of that nature. But this is the old idea that marijuana and you smoke marijuana that you're just a loser and stuff like that is like. That's just an old narrative that they want to push because somebody had a monetary uh, idea behind it, you know. For sure. But now coming into this this newer frequency and ideas that no, this is a this is a tool, and just like uh, you brought me today, uh, psilocybin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Brazilians. So talk about these for me for a second, and I'll I'll share my experience too with 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 psilocybin. Very, very magical, very much alive, just like cannabis. And mm-hmm. just like with cannabis, it's about using it intentionally. Like, even with cannabis, it's like, why do I want, why why, why am I smoking? Mm-hmm. And just staying consistent with your why. And um, even with, so with philosophy, it becomes even more powerful with philosophy because it's going to take you within. Whatever needs to be shown to you off mushrooms, it's going to pop up. Like, mm. whatever your inner conversation and your mental diet is, these things come up off, off of mushrooms. And it takes you out of your typical day-to-day reality, and you get to be more of an observer and mm. look at, like, you just couldn't observe yourself. And we get caught up in our main mental patterns and all these different habits. But when you take mushrooms, it takes you out of that. You seeing everything a little bit different. Like the trees look a little bit different. Like, mm. yo, I know this tree ain't like. You feel like the energy coming from nature, and it's a oneness with nature type of feeling. And 
don't know. It gives you exactly what you need when when you when you take the mushrooms. Even uh whatever it is you need, and it's different for every person. Mushrooms mm-hmm. not a consistent effect on you because what you need might be different than what somebody else needs. Yeah. And they might not even be for everybody as well, but um they very, very magical. And they're the oldest living organisms on the planet. Did you know that? Yeah, I mean, they're also like one of the most numerous organisms like within mm-hmm. nature, just mm-hmm. everywhere. You've heard of the mycelium network? It sounds very familiar. So the mycelium, um, they grow underneath the ground and they connect yeah. to the, the trees and the plants. Everything. And it's like a it's like the internet underground. And that's how it feels off the mushrooms too. Mm-hmm. It feels like you connected with the plants. Even the wind, the wind sounds different and just animals, nature, everything is vibrating a little bit higher than normal. Mm. And uh, you just understand like a whole different state of existence. Right. So some people just need to experience that to realize it's something else. One of my clients some years ago, he did, um, and he 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 documented this whole thing. He took five grams and, and did, uh, I think he was in the float tank for five hours. Oh, wow. In the yeah. float tank. That's an interesting combination yeah. for sure. Yeah, because, you hmm. know, from that point when you get in the tank, you know, obviously these take you inward. Yeah. But when you're in a tank and you have reduced stimulus, including gravity, you you really on a, a journey. Yes. He did five hours. Man, and when you take five grams of mushrooms, I believe uh, they have... That's a hero's dose. DMT or whatever in them, and mm-hmm. you get more of a DMT type of trip. And it's five grams of, and higher. It's like a whole new mushroom type of experience. You familiar with Kalindi? Uh, tell me about it. Kalindi, Kalindi is a, a gentleman from Detroit. He, he died during the pandemic, but he used to take 30 grams of mushrooms. 30 He's world-renowned, world man. They would, they, hmm. you, had, you had these white folks over in Europe bringing Kalindi in. This dude was on a whole nother level. 30 grams. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need no 30 grams yeah. of mushrooms, but to each his own. Me? I can't, I don't do trips. Mm-hmm. I just do micro. Is there a reason for that? Because I, I feel, um, I've done one trip, mm-hmm. um, which was which was cool, but I only need a little bit of everything. Yeah, that's just exactly. how my body is mm-hmm. with with things. I don't mm-hmm. like if I took a quarter, not like a little piece of this, like the quarter of my pinky nail, I'll I'll be good. Mm-hmm. Like if I did anything with marijuana, two hits. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because because yeah. I like I like to have can keep my contrast too. Cause what I, is this contrast you speak of? So the contrast I'm speaking of is. Because some people, you can lose their contrast in terms of you didn't smoke so much, you don't know what it feels like not to smoke or not to be on it right, or right. to not to be in your system. Mm-hmm. What would it look like if you didn't do it? You know, So at some point, I think it's good to have those pullback moments where you can feel, again, what, what's your natural state without anything? Mm-hmm. What is that like? You know, And then go back into it. I understand. It's that. like people who drink coffee every day. Mm-hmm. That's the number one uh, psycho stimulant on the planet. Yes, drug. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, I think uh, Michael Pollan talked about it. Where, and this guy's been heavily into psychedelics for years. Um, he talked about he did thirty days where he didn't do any coffee, and he said how hard it was. But then after he got through his thirty days, now he comes back 
and you start using it in a more resourceful way where maybe I only drink drink it on these days and only have so much of it. Mm-hmm. And then it's like this contrast of you being on it now is totally different because the body produces uh, resilience, become resilient to it, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean by contrast. Okay. Yeah. But um, when you, you were saying like that's the reason why you don't do like a larger dose as well. Well, no, just because right. I had to have an intention before I go into that. And right now, I don't have an intention of why I would be doing that exactly. or, or even the ayahuasca. <laughs> now, now, That's it. Now, when I was in my healing journey and I was still dealing with a lot of things, if I didn't get help through the other ways that I used, then I probably would have been like, well, I need to go do ayahuasca. Mm-hmm. You know, some when you're going to do, when you're running down to Peru or wherever you're doing ayahuasca at or whatever medicine... Typically, you're at a like a place like, sure. yo, I need, I need to get out of this rut or whatever you're in. Yes, yes, yes. But people don't understand too when you do that. Like these things, they open you up for sure. Yeah, it's and, a whole new world. You know, when you're <laughs> ayahuasca, they they putting buckets next to you. You're shitting and throwing up, like because because literally, what's all in there? Yeah, what, what's going on? For it's sure. junk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The world's junk, the stuff you stomach, the emotions, the food you ate, all that, all that shit got to come up. Mm-hmm. You ever read in the Bible say you can't pour new wine into old wineskins? Like we, we feel, we're so filled with the, the, the world's bullshit. Yeah, for you know? sure. Ideology. Even as far as the Bible and all these different yeah. meanings that they give, because... Mm-hmm. My understanding of Christianity is far different now than it was when, just when I was growing up, because I kind of merge Christianity with spirituality now, because I get my own translations from from the Bible. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking to like this preacher to tell me his translation of what he think it means. Mm. I could go within and get my own translation of what it means. And I think that's awesome. That's For that's sure. how it's supposed to be, right? Yeah, exactly. We could talk about it. We could share all share our own different meanings and see like which one feels the best. Just try it on like a yeah. fitting room. Yeah, and 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 what <laughs> may feel the best at that moment in time may feel different exactly. five days later. Yeah, and then you just <laughs> switch it, switch it up. Then that just let it mean what it whatever feels the best. But remember, we've been programmed that that changing your mind is a bad thing. We've been programmed by that. We've been programmed, just look in politics. They always want somebody with a track record who thought like this for the whole 20 years. And my right. thing is, if you thought like that for the last 20 years, why would I want to put you somewhere? Because that shows me you haven't grown at all. Yeah. I don't think the same way I did 20 years ago. Yes, it's growth. But they call it flip-flopping. Mm-hmm. So they call it flip-flopping, and then you hear that growing up, and you start thinking that, oh, I got I to gotta think the same way. And like you said, I have. I don't think the same way about Christianity. I don't think the same way about any religion. I see it all as uh, astrotheological, um, and I think that is all our expression of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about, hero and villain, right? What does the hero, hero and the villain, and villain represent? Yes. God, devil, angel, yep. demons. Why is it the same, you know, duality that exists for mm-hmm. everybody, right? Yeah. So um, I see you got a flute over there. Yes, yes. And uh, I saw it on your Instagram, mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, man, I should have brought my flute. You got a flute, too? 
Oh, wow. Yeah, the food just, I guess it gets attracted to you at a certain point. Well, so my dad, he went out to Arizona back in, I think it was like 96. Mm-hmm. He met a guy named Saggio. And Saggio was a flute player. And my dad picked up a flute in 96. Okay. Yeah. Native American. Can I see it? Yeah, for sure. So he Feel picked free. up a flute and he started playing his own flutes. He got about 10 of them. And me, I just, you know, I'm, I'm goofy. I don't really. Oh, yeah. You've been practicing a little bit. This is a different one. This has got the two holes in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's why you got the things off. Yeah, right yeah. You gotta like that's line that up line with the holes. Yeah. Yep. So though these things, man, I, they're just uh, they've been a part of my life since I was sixteen. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, my dad, my dad, he's really good at playing them. But how'd you get into it? Um. Well. I don't know. They just always seem kind of attractive to me. Mm. And this particular flute, I was just searching 432 hertz one day. Okay. And then 432 hertz flute popped up. And I started checking into it. They had like a video that had the sound. I like how, the, how it sounded. And mm. um, my partner, she really liked how it sounded too. It was from the video. So then I ordered it. It's 432 hertz. And it's also like a sacral chakra mm. type of flute. So it and just feels good. So these flutes are expensive too. And here's let me tell you this. This is this story is super trippy, bro. Yeah. So my dad got into flutes, right? Okay. And um he he would buy these flutes from this guy. Um and then I moved to Florida when I was like 21 and my friend's girlfriend um her dad, we were over her house one day and the dad had all these flutes mm-hmm. in his house. He was a flute maker. Oh, yeah. his, his name was Eric the Flute Maker. That's what's and my up. dad bought flutes from him. Mm-hmm. I ended up in this guy's house. Okay. Because my boy was dating his girl, his his daughter. Oh, not, yeah. So you... As I called my dad, I said, man, you'll never guess where I'm at. I'm at this guy's house where you buy these flutes. He said, what? Because he'd be on his website all the time looking at his flutes. The flutes are expensive. I mean, a flute can cost you a $1,000 or so. So you got straight to the source. Yeah, you fix that for me. I yeah. think that's that. But yeah, so that's that's the interesting thing. Um, one one thing, you know what? Being a black guy, man, <laughs> and going down uh, the healing journey, all right, try it there. you start to uh, you start to become introduced to things that you would never thought you would be open to. Yeah, because your consciousness different. Yeah. As you as you elevate your consciousness, the whole world changes because consciousness is how you see the world. Mm. So all this inner world, you don't you won't even see the same stuff as you would have saw like before doing the work because it's not within your consciousness. Mm. I switched from one to two to one. Okay, and you could sort of use both of them really. Okay. So I think he has one like that too. He has all different notes. He got about five or six different note flutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, it's uh, again as you start to really slow down and empty empty yourself out, you get to a place where 
um, man, like you said, the world just looks way different than it w- what it used to. Yeah, and it's the same world. It's but the same your world. awareness is just on completely different things. Mm. And even though you, I could be sitting right next to somebody who doesn't, who's never in like did any type of inner wealth type stuff, and what they aware of is completely different than what I'm aware of, and just mm. it, it's very interesting. Like just how doing that self work right. changes everything. Even if you're sitting in the same place as somebody who. That's somebody else's completely different outlooks. Right. Yeah, and that's what people have to realize that you're, you see the world how you see yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, that's a, that's a, uh, that seems very trippy to it think is. about that like that. That whole shadow work journey is, shadow work is a whole experience. So explain sh- shadow work for the listeners. Shadow work. Shadow work is all is one. Shadow work begins in the whole mm. uh, spiritual idea that all is one. So whatever, like, whenever you see something you don't like or something that you hate or something that you feel is going wrong, you got to realize why is that making me feel that way? Because all is a reflection of you. If, if you dislike something, it's not that you need to change that thing you dislike. You need to change something within yourself. Hmm. So realizing that everything is a reflection of you and using that to make those adjustments within because everything is a shadow. Everything you see outside of you is a shadow of something going in within you. Mm. So whenever you, whatever gives you like an emotion that you don't like or makes you feel a certain type of way, it's, it's just that opportunity to look within and make an adjustment. Because nothing really makes you feel any type of way to begin exactly. with. It's just a response that your body is is taken in right it's your reaction to it like why are you reacting that way so that that's mm-hmm. shadow work and mm. taking you to more of a proactive instead of a reactive uh state of existence yeah yeah when you can get to that place i think that's where that's where the power truly lies mm-hmm. you know deepak Chopra talked about him being on a plane and one of the stewardess asked him um a flight attendants would you like a drink he said no i'm already having my own and I heard that years ago, and I didn't really, un- I understood it from an intellectual standpoint, but I couldn't do it in my body. Mm-hmm. Now I'll literally go to bed, and right when I'm going to bed, I'll put my awareness on my body, and I'll start really just just journal, like like traveling through my body. For sure. You know, and, and, mm-hmm. and, and conjuring up certain feelings. When you think about the pharmacy of the body and how, we don't need a stimulus outside of us to be able to experience what we want to experience internally because it's all coming in from the inside anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a, you know, becoming uh, addicted to the stimulus porn, as I call it. Right. We're constantly seeking for something. Look how we do with social media. It's like before it was about, um, you know, the experience. Like if you have a meal. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, man, this meal was an ama- amazing. That was the experience, right? Yeah, exactly. Now the experience is, let me take a picture of the meal, post it, get the reaction from somebody else, and their reaction now gives me the experience. Yeah, yeah. So you you created a middleman to exactly. your experience. Yeah. Not saying, how do we remove the middleman you know, to get back to the internal. And I think that's that's what 
I think that's the mission that we're on. Would you would you agree to help people to 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 become aware of self and and self actualization? Exactly, because all is one. And whenever we elevate people, if we could give somebody something valuable, then you receive that same value that you put out. So one of the, the greatest subjects is inner wealth. So if you're able to teach somebody about inner wealth and bring somebody to that realization, that's one of the most valuable things you could receive, bigger than, like, the biggest treasure chest. Like, mm. And just sharing that with somebody else, so much, like, abundance flows into your life and you just could share more and more and... Your cup is always going to be full if you're sharing value with others. Like, some people think got this whole thought, like, if I'm pouring into others, then I can't, my cup might get empty and all of this. But if you're sharing something that's valuable, I actually see that's how I fill my cup up, by sharing value with others. Mm. Not by just keeping everything to myself and, and just being all about me, but how can I share, what's the most valuable thing I know of right now? Mm. And how can I share this with others? And for right now, it's yoga for me mm. and mindfulness and inner wealth and the power of your inner voice. Because one thing that people overlook a lot of the time is they own inner voice. Because as soon as you wake up, you're having all these conversations with your inner voice. You're thinking about this. You're thinking about that. But just being able to think about what you want to create or what you want to feel and just focus your inner voice in that space that's your infinite creative power. Mm. Even in the Bible, I feel like the power of the word, the word is your inner voice. Mm-hmm. And the imagination is God in a lot of ancient religions. And you will see the Bible describes, when it describes the uh, Savior, is a lot of the time you could replace imagination with whatever name they're using as the Messiah or whatever. Like mm. all thing that was created was made by it. Um, it exists within all mankind, like mm. within everybody. It's actually crucified onto humanity. So I don't see God as crucified onto a, a stick somewhere. I see him as crucified as the imagination onto everyone. Mm. And that's like, that's that thing, that common thing within all beings. Yeah. So just really valuing your imagination and if you doing what you love, yo, because some people use their imagination in ways that they don't love. Like you might be using your imagination for work, a job that you don't like mm-hmm. for eight hours a day. And then you get home, you you so drained that you can't use your imagination for nothing that you love. What the other part is, I think a lot of people don't know how to use an imagination. Mm-hmm. You know, for they, sure. They feel like you ever think these people, I'm, I'm creative. We're all creative. Yes, for some sure. Pe- some people think that they're not creative. That that's you. You create your life. Yeah, <laughs> that's the biggest creation you're ever going to create. So you are creative. But so we think of like think about this Jimi Hendrix pit- picture. Like he has a, he can play the guitar. He's so creative. I'm not. It's like no, we're just creative in different ways. We pick up different frequencies, and the more you able to. Uh, remove the uh, blockages, which are things like the traumas or, you know, poor eating habits or lack of sunlight, all the things that really get the, the, the vessel that we live in that that's poisonous to it to a degree, you know, mm-hmm. that blocks you from picking up the frequency. If we want to look at it as a stream, you yes. know, from streaming that information down into us. So I think what you do with uh, 
plant-based medicines and the yoga just it it gives people that space again to open back up to their true selves and get away from thinking because people think they're their thoughts you're not your thoughts nah they they just clouds passing by you don't Mm -hmm. gotta you could just let them pass by and pick out your favorite thoughts like you could sit there and watch your thoughts pass by and like just scrolling through them like just and pick the one that you like you don't gotta select a certain one that make you feel a angry or and dwell on that thought or the thought that makes you feel anxious and dwell on that conversation. Once you start going into your inner wealth, you realize that you could scroll through these thoughts just like you people scroll through like pages on their iPhone and pick the way mm-hmm. that you want to feel and you could dwell on that type of thought. Mm-hmm. And sometimes even in the melanated community, we might be taught like not to deal with our imagination to deal with reality. Because some people like, yo, deal with reality. You don't got time to be doing all that imagining. And I know a lot of people that's raised in that type of way. Mm-hmm. But, like, where do this reality come from? Right. Everything we see as reality started off in imagination. Like airplanes, rocket ships, everything, like, has to start with imagination. And if there's 8 billion people on the planet, or however many there are, then there are 8 billion realities. Yeah. You know? there's So it's like... Here's reality. No, that's your reality, how you see that reality. Exactly. But that doesn't have to be my reality. When you think about being African-American, it's always been, or black, there's these ideas that we can't do certain, go into certain spaces because we have this enemy trying yeah. to stop us. And that that conditioning could really have really hurt us, yeah. you know, to the point where we would never try to go into a certain room because it's don't. there are people who don't look like us in there. Yep. That don't mean that I can't go, yep. you know, because I've been in a room with white people, all white, all men and women, and I'm me. I'm the only one. That don't mean I don't belong. Exactly. That just means that this just is what it is. But if you allow those beliefs, I think the beliefs, those patterns of our thoughts that you talk about, they mm-hmm. become ingrained into us, you know, not just in our mind, but our bodies. But that our mind is really a, a mimic too. It's a fractal. Mm-hmm. Goes into the internet. It's the same way when yes. you like a social. When you said look at pick and choose what you want, a lot yeah. of us get stuck scrolling, stuck in a scroll on IG or social media. The same way we get stuck in a scroll of our thoughts. Mm-hmm. That's why I said fix your fix your feed. Yeah, moving purpose. You got to align the IG with your purpose. Mm -hmm. I was just saying that yesterday. Set an intention before you pick up your phone. Don't just pick up your phone because you're bored with life. Like, before Mm. you pick up your phone, know exactly why you're picking up your phone. Right. Because you either could get lost scrolling and waste your time, or you could use your phone with a purpose. You could share love with somebody with your phone. Mm. You You could check on somebody with your phone. You could make a helpful video. And... Or you could just scroll on YouTube and uh, look at crime news in the D and start <laughs> just scrolling on crime news in the D or something goofy. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> where right. your attention goes, your energy goes. Mm-hmm. And as you believe shall be done to you. Like even on that first point we were just talking about. So if you believe you can be in this space, then you can. If you believe you can't be in that space, you can't. Mm-hmm. And at the point where we are, there is no more oppressor. Like the oppressor no longer exists externally. Mm-hmm. The oppressor is always internal. Like you got people that actually think that they're being oppressed and only you can oppress yourself. Like 
you literally God. Everybody is literally God incarnated, individualized. So what can oppress you? Nothing. And so to your to your point, let's say that there is an oppressor. Now what? Yeah, now what? What you gonna do about you, it? Now what? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you should you have to get stronger to overcome that oppressor. Yes, Even if that yeah. oppressor, if that oppressor is external, you have to get it stronger internally first to overcome the external oppressor, right? Yeah. So it's never, like you said, I think a lot of people will miss that because they would think, well, no, but the system, this is a lot of people oppressing us. But it's like, but if you're not internally don't feel oppressed by that and you're going to you know, flex your muscle, yeah. then do you have an oppressor? Exactly. And you once you realize that, okay, I love this oppressor. How is this helping create my story? How does it helping me live with my live in my purpose? Like it, it gives you so many things to use your energy towards. Like if you really do feel there's an oppressor, okay. How are you gonna use your energy to to go beyond that or to help other people out and to align that with your purpose? Like you could it could give you purpose, like and once you allow it to give you purpose and help you live a meaningful life, the oppressor don't exist no more. Because it's like, you, again, you had a, you got a, a space that was using cannabis before it was even legal, really. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So how how did you come up with that? You had to do something, right? You had to not look at what the oppressor is saying, right? Yeah, yeah. I am protected. Like if I if I say I am protected, then. That's what it is. I fully believe that as you believe shall be done to you. Mm-hmm. It don't like if I'm using my, if I'm using cannabis and I'm using it to lift people up, I don't got to worry about what's going to happen. I am protected. I'm like mm-hmm. doing divine work like. And once you really feel you protected, it gives you so much more power to take risks over here and to take chances for your vision. Once you know like you protected by a divine force, it there's so many more options as to what you could do because you don't got to worry about what's going to happen if I do this. If this don't go right, where I'm going to be? Like, what these people going to say about me? You just had that faith in what you're doing. And once you had that faith in, like, your actions, it's, it just opens everything up so much more and it's so much of more of a healthy mindset. Yeah, and that's that's everything that we're talking about right now is opening, opening it up, mm-hmm. you know? You ever seen Bruce Lipton's work, uh, cell biologist, when he talks about the the cell can only be in one state or the other, which is fear or love. Okay. You can't be in both. Uh, yeah, true facts. You growth, growth or protection. You can't be in both at the same time. Mm-hmm. So in order to be able to move forward, you have to open yourself up. You have to have faith, and you yes. have to understand. That all things are working together for your good. Mm-hmm. This is a principle that we learn biblically, but truthfully, this is a, a inner wealth principle that grows all across the board. Till next time, guys. Till next time. <laughs> la, 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 You've been la, listening la, to the la, Inner Wealth la, Podcast la, on EYL. La, la, la. Theme song produced by Be Ready for West Coast Creations. I am Raz Cass, reminding you to take action, be proactive, be congruent, get out of the matrix, get your mind right. We've automated mental health at inception. Join the movement.